Today is Chaf Hei Iyar, um, up to the last part of Perak Nanalif. Crazy. Um, okay, so Perak Nanalif is all about, the qu- we're answering the question right now, and we're not even going to finish answering it today, it's going to continue into tomorrow. The author was basically finishing off Tanya with these last three chapters, asking the question, gonna, yeah, no problem. Are we going to be able to finish the whole Tanya or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, what do you mean? No, like it. We're finishing it next Tuesday. This coming Tuesday oh. is the last day of the Kutia Maran. Oh, wow. And then it starts Shari Yechud, and then there's another three books. But oh, there's another three books of Tanya. Yeah, well, there's another four books, yeah. Oh, so this is just one book? Yeah, but this is like, oh. I mean, this is like... That's like the main Tanya. Yeah, people talk about like learning Tanya, they talk about this. Oh. And then every... And Shari Yechud, but I'm really excited for Shari Yechud, even though we're literally not even going to be here. Shariachud is about what does it actually mean that Hashem is one? Like answering that question. Yeah. Okay. That's really wild. Um, there's like a whole thing, and I don't even know this enough to even say it, but there's a whole thing of like that the Altar wrote Tanya that Shariachud should come first. I don't know. I don't know it enough to say it. <laughs> Uh, okay, but in today's song, as Alter was finishing, you know, Perak Nanal, mm-hmm. as, he, as he's finishing Likutei um, Amarim, which essentially has been all about right? like, it is actually possible for you to have this experience of, of really intimacy with Hashem, but also intimacy with who you actually are. Like, it's actually possible to align your, your thoughts your not your natural thoughts as we we discussed that a million times but it's possible to align your speech your which actually is interesting because speech is really the also the speech in your mind which is not like hi Risa uh, you look so cute wow. thank you <laughs> it's like different coloring than your usual I feel like even though this looks like your coloring but it's like darker I and now like I just only wear my I saw that actually yeah I feel famous as you supposed to be on the story. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like, Risa, heard you eat pot. I know. Uh, everyone comes over to you in the street. Everyone's like, like, not surprised. <laughs> yeah, literally, once I get called it, and that makes so much sense. <laughs> it's like, me too. <laughs> anyway, thriving, feeling like I'm expressing my essence. Good, that's good. Okay, I literally told myself, guys, um, as I was preparing this Tanya, that I'm going to come in. And I'm going to say I'm not doing an introduction <laughs> because today's Tanya is so long. I had this whole like speech I prepared. I was like, I'm not going to do an introduction and it's going to be really hard. But I'm just going to go to Tanya. So do that. It's impossible. We're at the last part of a chapter. Okay, so try. In very short, in very short, I'm not even going to get into the, why this connects to Tanya. But the question of this chapter that we're answering right now is how, what does it mean? What does Hashra Sashkina mean? What does it mean that God is dwelling on me? which we said he's dwelling on me when I'm having that experience of love with him. He's like dwelling on me when I'm experiencing when I'm doing a mitzvah. The other day literally asked, what does that mean if Hashem is everywhere? How could Hashem be everywhere, but him also be more in one place? Or specifically in one place? What, how does that make sense? And the altar would literally ask, like, how is it possible that Hashem is more in the base of Mikdash, where we say that there's Hashra Sashlina, than in the park? What's the difference? Hashem is everywhere. So to answer the question, yesterday and the day before, we went through an entire mushal about the body. The Altar says, that from my body, 
I can see God, meaning our bodies aren't just random, but they're actually reflections of Hashem completely. Our physical and spiritual are interconnected 100% reflections of each other. And when we can look at our body to understand what it means that Hashem is everywhere. So what, what about our body? So we talked about, and literally I was freaking out because I'm like, how, not how does the Alter Rebbe know, know this? Because like, obviously the Alter Rebbe knows this, but like, it's a really good question of how the Alter Rebbe knows this, you know? This wasn't like common knowledge, but he was basically explaining that the brain is the epicenter of the body. The life force energy that we have life force energy in our entire body, right? He calls it the soul, the soul of our body. It's what makes my body alive. So it makes my fingers able to move. It's what, me able, it what makes me able to feel a pinch when I pinch myself. That's life force energy. It's soul and it's, it's in my entire body. Where is the epicenter of that soul in my brain? Then the author basically was explaining, and the author was explaining that there's a lot of things that are true at the same time. It's true that my soul is equally in every single part of my body. Okay. It's true that my soul is equally in every single part of my body, and I know that that has to be true because soul is by definition a spiritual thing. It cannot be split up into parts. I also know, though, that it's not. Okay, basically because the soul is a spiritual thing and it cannot be split, into par- split up into parts, it has to be everywhere, but it also cannot be more in one place than in another place. So what's happening? Elder basically says that within the brain, there is the potential for the power of each organ. And when that life force energy, basically it channels to that organ. And now it's not that the organ can hear. It's, it's not like that my ear can hear. It's that the vessel of my ear is basically being activated with the power of hearing within my life force energy, and so my brain hears. Whoa. Right. It's very different. There, the illumination of life force energy is mostly happening in the brain. The brain sends, it all starts in the brain. The brain, though, sends life force energy, sends soul. And the specific kind of soul, the specific kind of energy that each organ needs to that organ, but it's not that it goes there and then it stays there, because how do I know that? Then if, you're, if, you're, if, if that was the case, then if you cut off your hand, it would still have life, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. This is like basic science of nature's way ahead of its time? Yes, exactly. Yeah. You should, I'm not going to go back, because it was just, but the elder boy was talking about the the fire rapid like the rapid firing of the brain and how in the body basically the body's soul the soul of the body is so minute compared to the soul of the brain to the extent that it literally if you cut off your hand there's no life force anymore because it's all attached most of the function of the brain is like the 90 percent of the subconsciousness which is like operating the organ 100 yeah that's what we're we're talking about this we're talking about what keeps it what's keeping us alive yeah yeah, we're not talking about like thinking. We're talking like smelling. It's like you're just sensing, and then it's like in your brain you're processing, it and that's why you smell. And Dalterba basically has been explaining that that's with everything, with all our organs. Wow. Yeah, our power of walking, our power of he's he's been listing them: our power of walking, our power of hearing, our power of seeing, our power of of talking. He said our heart, and then he mentioned he said, and this was cute because it was in parentheses. But Dalterba says, and that's why. We're able to have dominion over our heart because by definition, our heart is secondary to our brain. Both in a 
spiritual, psychological way, but also in a very physical, biological way, that your heart is only what your heart is because the brain is sending it its oxygen and yeah. sending it its blood and sending it its life force energy, essentially. Yeah. The whole way that the heart beats is like the electronic system is based on the brain. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so now we're going to explain, we're going to get, now literally the altar starts today. I yeah. Wow. Wow, right, this is a biology <laughs> lesson. This, <laughs> this paragraph is biology. <laughs> That's wild. Oh my gosh, or anatomy, whatever you're going to call it. Crazy. Yeah, it's well, really I learned English and also good that, so. <laughs> <laughs> it, We don't naturally think this. You have to learn this. Usually you think that my hand can move. This is kind of rewiring you back to like, why is my hand moving? Like if my hand, if someone's hand got cut off, it would still be moving. Like we understand that it has to do something. Only because we've like seen people. True. What, what, what? Only because like we've seen it. Right. Work. What if we didn't see it? Right. Work? People could think that my hand is actually alive. That's freaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's freaky. Yeah. We're not I chickens. <laughs> Okay, so today's song is very long. I'm just gonna read it literally all inside. I feel like I say this every single time, but Dalton literally says everything. Like I sometimes like I'm pre- I preempt things because I do believe in that in teaching. It's one of the things that I've learned from this process that I really appreciate. Like when you even for myself, when I preempt it, then I know what I'm about to read, and then I like we're able to hear it better. What? Yeah. Yeah. But with this, I'm just gonna go because it's very long. Okay. The Kachamamish and in a truly similar way, like Kachamamish for real. Alderach Mashal, figuratively, it's funny. Ein Saif Baruchu Memale Kol Almin Lachayaisam. So the Ein Saif, and in this par- in this chapter, every time we say Ein Saif, we're talking about Hashem. You could interchange that. We're talking about the Hashem that is. When we say Hashem is here, Hashem is there, Hashem is truly everywhere. We're calling that Ein Saif. Memale Kol Almin Lachayaisam. Hashem animates and is inside of, fills all every inch of every creation in order to give it life. My soul, my life force, energy manifests through my entire body to give me life. So notice the parallel. And in each world, there's numerous creatures and creations and all the different things and angels. And so too, there's an abundance within the world. There's no end or limit. We're talking about within creation, there is infinite. And you could say that within our body, there's infinite. Literally, I heard that if you were to stretch out our large intestine or small intestine, it would reach the moon or something like that. What? Like, or around the world two times. What? Our own? Yeah. What? what? You were just, it, I don't think our own. I think our production. It's something crazy. Yeah. I'm That's telling crazy. you, it, it's... It, I would, no. Nothing that, that I say is, will that ever is, be. How does that fit in your body? Because <laughs> it's, it's very wound up. I know, but there think about so that. Around the world? No, Can you look it up? That's nuts. That's really nuts. Maybe you have like, like a, a table. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I did if it's true, this is a moment of having hisponinus on godless Hashem. That's what this is. I don't know if it's our laundry test. Oh, maybe it's a ball field. <laughs> it makes more sense. No, but it was something crazy. Like, it was something crazy. Right. That's a really big difference. 
Although the small intestine is narrower than the large intestine, it's actually the longest section of the digestive tube, measuring about 22 feet <laughs> <laughs> on average, or three and a half times the length of your body, which is pretty cool. To Almost twice the world. Uh-huh. As in where each world. So three times. I don't know if we Okay. According to a 2014 study, the total surface area of your intestines is about half the size of a badminton court. <laughs> badminton. Do you know badminton is like when they have like this okay. round tennis rackets with like the balls that have Oh, oh, oh nice. So that's like the size of their own. I'm very ready to be wrong about this. I just also, do you hear this? Too? It's like there's something. Yeah. I think it's about something else. Did you read it on the internet? <laughs> I, I think I've read it somewhere. Like, like, no, like, no, like, no, like, no, no, like, 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 I'm going to do some research about this. Yeah. The whole sea is huge than any land we have. So imagine all our intestines could go, like, go around the whole world. It's still cool. Imagine if they did. I'm really visualizing this right now. It's kind of overwhelming. <laughs> okay. Anyways, the world has a lot of stuff in it. <laughs> and the reason why I brought this intestines thing is because the comparison is that our body has a lot inside of it. Our body, in a sense, is infinite. And what we're saying is that there is life force energy within every inch of your body. If there wasn't, it would be called an infection. Mm. You know what I mean? It would be called something that you need to remove from your body. It would be an issue. By our nature, we have life force energy in every inch of our body. And so this, this God that is within all of reality and all of creation, who shava He's the same, the same, it's the same God in the higher worlds and the lower worlds, just like in the mushal, we've said that it's the same life force energy in my brain and in my toes. There's, it's one soul. My soul is not divided. That says in Tikkunim that he's hidden from all hidden. We're, it's like from our perspective, we're like, oh, God is more in the higher world because there he's revealed. But what Alpha was saying here is that even there he's concealed. Like, there, it's the same God there, and by definition, if God is revealed, he's concealed. So no matter where he's revealed, it's always concealed. He's concealed within them. Just like he's concealed down here. Because no thought can apprehend him, even in the higher world. I'm just going to read this out loud. Because God is equally concealed from all worlds. No distinction can be made between higher and lower. He defies the comprehension of the higher world to the same degree that he cannot be apprehended in the lower worlds. So basically what we're saying is that the fact that he is equally concealed means that he's equally revealed. And just as he is found there, he is found here in our lower worlds too. So then what's the difference? If we're saying that God is everywhere equally, what is the difference? What is the difference between my brain and my toenail? What is the difference between God in, in where he is, in where there is Hashra's Hashchina, and in where there is Hashem is here, Hashem is there, Hashem is truly everywhere. The difference between the higher worlds and the lower worlds is, and the altar is not going to say this here, but when we're talking about the higher worlds, it's going to lead into the next chapter of the higher worlds, 
is kind of right now a mushal for any time that there's Hashra Hashlina. But it's gonna we're talking about more than just the higher world, but it's just the beginning of understanding this concept. By the way, a lot of this might be very basic to us. But I was thinking about like the fact that it's basic to us is like Yeah. It's like Mashiach times. Like But I have the like Dalthaber wrote this down for a reason. He's like Yeah. And we didn't know it. That we're we're in the seventh generation. Like we're after years and years of Hasidus being brought into reality and into our bodies, you know, and it's like Yes, absolutely. And to apply it to ourselves, like what? I'm just a simple man. I don't even know Hebrew. From my, I, I, God has something to do with me, and now we're just like. Uh. Okay. So the difference between the higher world and the lower world is. So listen out for a second. The revelation and the drawing down of the energy of Hashem, that Hashem is drawing down, in a way, a revelation from the concealment. So that's essentially the entire point of this chapter, this paragraph. What is the difference between Hashra Sashrina and Nashra Sashrina? It's where there is a revelation of God versus where there is not a revelation of God. Where there is the drawing down, essentially, of Giloi ha'ar as opposed to not Giloi ha'ar. Shazet echav me'at'amim sh'ashba'a v'hamshachas ha'chayas mechuna v'shem ar al-derech mashal. This is the reason why in Chassidus we call this light of Hashem light. Why? Because light essentially is the revelation of something from the darkness. You don't, light doesn't necessarily have to change what is. Light is revealing what has been there before. You turn on the light and you see reality clearly, Right? This light is animating the creatures inside of them. And then this light that's animating everything is the higher worlds are receiving it in a more revealed way than the lower worlds. That's why we can do more with your brain than with your foot. And all the creatures, both in the higher worlds and the lower worlds, receive this energy according to what they're essentially capable of receiving. That the, my ear literally receives this life force energy in the way that it needs in order to hear. It's, we're, we're talking about basically all mamali right now. That yeah. Yeah. That's such an interesting question because... I think that the altar already told us that Saiviv is everywhere. We already talked about Saiviv, kind of. And now it's like, we already said Hashem is everywhere. But now it's like the question of like, if Hashem is everywhere, what does it mean that he's more here than there? Like, which is all in the context of Mimale. But isn't he saying it's not possible for him to be more than And that's exactly what we're saying. That it's, it's, he's not more there. And it sounds so simple, and maybe it is simple. Maybe I'm totally missing the point. I'm not sure. But from what I'm understanding, he's not more there. There's more hashba b'chinas gile. There's more of a energy that's in a state of revelation. Like you don't have more life force energy in your brain. You just have more access to the power of your life force energy because it's more poignant. It's more revealed. It's not, it's not, there isn't more. To the extent, you know how I know there isn't more? Because 
I recently learned something called quantum touch, which is essentially the ability to find life force energy in any part of your body. And it is. Is that healing also? Yes. But it's not normal. It's like, I didn't know that that was possible. And now I'm, it's crazy. Like, that's like when we say that you can have Hashar Sashkina at any moment. But Hashem is only in the place of the Beis HaMikdash. No, you can actually reveal Hashem at any moment, just like you could find life force energy in any part of your body. And, ha- and why can you do that? Because Hashem is everywhere. Because my life force energy is everywhere. I can literally feel, I mean, I can't do it right now because it like, takes a whole breath work and whatever to get into it. But like, you can feel the sensation of your toe being alive. Yeah. And it's like, how? Why is that possible? You have like an injury, you can heal it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's very cheap. It's like he's probably like this guy is just like I need everybody to understand this. I'll buy it for you. Yeah, it's it's, it's amazing. That's so cool. But it makes a lot of sense in that in that context. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Totally. And also we need other people for it. Like when you access life force energy in your hands and then put it on somebody else, then their energy matches yours and they essentially just... Do they feel it? Yeah. Yeah? Really? Yeah, I was doing it all Pesach on all the kids in my family. It was crazy. They were... The adults were like kind of into it, but all the kids were like, do it again, do it again. Like they wanted to... They felt it? mm -hmm. And it felt so... It feels so good. It feels like... You know. What do they feel? You feel... Imagine like... Imagine somebody holding a tremendous amount of energy in their hands. Like even right now, I, I can feel it. I can get it in so my hands very quickly. Like when you go like this, like you push against them, feel your hands go up. Or like if you push against your hands. And you Interesting concept. Okay, so good concept. Exactly. That's essentially what it feels like. But then what it leads, like what it could lead to, is like a person literally feeling their own. Like you can actually pass it on in a sense because energy always attracts to higher energy. So if you heighten your energy, that's kind of like why when people are like in a really annoyed mood or like really like refreshing to be around, it's like you need to walk away from them because they have a heightened energy. And so you're like, your energy is now matching theirs and you need to walk away to, you you know what I mean? So it's the same thing with positive energy. When we access that like life force healing energy, then people match it. You know? Wow. Yeah. It's really crazy. Okay. I never heard that term before, but it was so beautiful. Instead of hashkacha pratis, we're saying hamshacha ha pratis. Yeah, it's essentially like the specific drawing down, the specific life force being drawn. Like, there is a hamshacha pratis in any moment. That Hashem is essentially illuminating within it. But the lower worlds aren't receiving this in this revealed way. But only through these garments that Hashem is revealing Himself through, that Hashem is shining His light through. The kolkach, and, and I know I keep saying this, but just it would be like the difference of my life force energy shining through my ear, where everybody is looking at my ear and saying, "Think about the world. You look. Oh, hearing is just natural." And then you look at a brain scan and you're like, oh my God, right? That's the difference. There's the same life force energy. It's just, it's not revealed how awesome it is. It's not. So the kolkach These garments that Hashem uses to conceal his light and life, 
are so strong and powerful, ad asher bara bai elam hazeh hachumri v'hagash mamish. To the extent that they actually are able to create a physical world, and God creates this physical world with this light. And this illumination is a light that is clothed and hidden and concealed within the numerous garments. Um, until the extent that you literally do not see, you look around the world, you look on the physical world, and you do not see vitality. You do not see that your toe has life force energy in it. You do not see that there is energy here. You just don't, we don't see it. Why? Because of the levushim that Hashem is shining his light through. Rock, devarim, chumri, and vigashmiyim, until the extent that we literally see physicality. This is also such a special part, the author says, venirim, mason, and things appear dead. Near in Mason. To the altar of his perspective, nothing is dead. You know, nothing is dead to the extent that, like, you don't, I mean, this is actually different because it's actually alive, but, like, no, don't pick up a, a leaf up from the tree. There's life force energy in that protecting the worm, right? Like, nothing is random, nothing is dead. There is energy within everything. Why? Because nothing is anything other than the life of Hashem. Revealing itself through the Kali, through the Levushim, which is also the light of Hashem. To the extent, and I said this yesterday, but it's just wild to think about. We say, oh, Hashem is shining through Levushim. Then you take a moment and you're like, what is the Levushim? Oh, so is the Kali, is the Kali separate from Hashem? No, the Kali is just as much Hashem as the Or. The Kali is the way that Hashem is creating something to look not like Him. It's, it's all it is. To the extent that if you actually look into things, you understand that the Kalim are literally synonymous with God. What do I mean by that? What's one of the biggest Kalim of creation? That Hashem makes a body. And we said in, earlier in this chapter, Alter was literally saying that he was calling our body Ramach Evarim Vishasagidin. The Taryag, I forget the word that he was using for the body, but the Taryag of our body. 613, right? 248 positive mitzvahs, 248 limbs, 365 negative mitzvahs, 365 organs. What is happening here? What is happening? My body isn't random. My vessel isn't random. The vessels of life aren't random. They are the exact things that are, re- that are reflecting the spiritual reality. And we were, we were, I was been freaking out about this for the past two days where I heard um, Josh, I was always like, okay, 248, like, it's just a hype, like kind of like we say, like that the mitzvah, that the pomegranate has 613 seeds. Like it's all just pretend, you know. It's all around 248, whatever. Like it's a spiritual concept, but anyways, the, the thing to Josh Gordon, he said, "What is a hand called?" Yeah. Yeah. Every joint is an avarim. That's how the altar defines avarim. The altar defines avarim limbs, not as an arm, but as a joint. Okay, so anywhere that your body has a joint from bone to bone, anywhere that there's cartilage separating something. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. That's really cool. Is that Yad? That's Yad. No way! Yeah. So it's like, I haven't counted everything, but it's like you look at that and you're just like, Levushim are not random. Levushim are not random. And like, it's crazy, right? I know. Cool. <laughs> I know. It's really wild. And it's like, if you want to be cynical about it, you can be in like, oh, well, what about this part? Like, why is Melter recounting that as an organ? But like, 
there's an MS here that Levushim aren't random. You mean that the Levushim are the exact manifestation of Hashem also. It's just made to look not like God. But if you were to open your eyes, you see, you see. Okay. Ach. This is the last page, by the way. So within this thing that looks dead, yet it is not dead. It is here. Why is it here? Because within it is the light and life of Hashem that is causing it to be in existence from Yeshmi'ayin right now, so that it should not become literally absolutely nothingness. But like we think that it's dead, but it's not dead. It's so alive. Want to know what it, what it would look like if it was dead? It wouldn't be here. <laughs> You know, if something is here, it means by definition that it's alive with Hashem's decision that it should be alive, that it should be here. And this light, this life force energy that is causing these things that are in all these garments to be here and to be, to be alive, essentially. Where is the life force coming from? From Ein Saif itself, just like, the, the, just like the life force energy in my toe is coming from the life force energy that pervades my entire body. Only that it's clothed in many garments, so I don't see it. That the light, that that the physical orb of the earth, meaning the globe, that our intestines do not go around. (laughs) 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 I'm gonna. We're looking. We have to look it up. That the physical, that the things that my physical eye sees, which is the, the space of the earth, who mi malchus de malchus de asiya. It's coming from the malchus of malchus de asiya. So, oh, but it's from this distant place of God. And Alpha is going to say, Uvasaycha, within malchus of asiya, of asiya, malchus de yitzira, there's malchus of yitzira, ajabasaych kulan yud spheres de and then within there, you can go all the way up. But it's not all the way up, it's all the way in. Within Asiya is Atsilas. So you're going to say, oh, so we come from Malchus Asiya. Oh, poor us. No, within Asiya is Atsilas, which means that within any moment of physicality, even the moments of physicality that come, the things of physicality, which is the Kadur Ha'aretz, that come from Malchus of Malchus Asiya, within that, Hamiyu Chadaz, Hamiyu in Saif Barachu. They are united with their emanator, which is Hashem Himself. So essentially, literally like Hashem is actually everywhere and including the Levushim, like everything is Hashem essentially, but it's all about the light. It's all about turning on the light. And I think that that's Chassidus. It turns the lights on for us and helps us. You learn this and suddenly the lights are a little bit more on. There's a little bit more of Hashirat Sashchina, which is why Mashiach brings, which is why Chassidus brings Mashiach. You know what I mean? We're talking, what is Mashiach? Mashiach is a time of Hashirat Sashchina where we're going to be in the world experiencing Hashem's presence. Hasidus turned the lights onto that reality because all we ever needed to do was turn the lights. That's what this chapter is basically saying. Like, it, it was never a problem of Hashem not being here, ever. Just like it was never a problem that your hand didn't have enough life force energy. Activate it. Activate it. The whole world is leading towards this direction now. Activate it. Feel yourself. <laughs> you know, we're not walking brains anymore. Our whole bodies are in this because our entire bodies are, you know, whatever, I can go on forever right now, but like the body keeps the score everything, like that we're holding things in our body. Why? What does my body have to do with it? No, every part of my body was present in every single one of my experiences and was reacting in some way because there's life force energy in all of it. There's life force energy in every inch of the, of the world. Let's go on shlichos. Let's, you know, there's life force energy in, every, in everything. Everything is Hashem, essentially. So, l'chaim to you.
I don't know. L'chaim, feeling good, I guess, <laughs> and polite.